Oh man, the the wonders of uh, of streaming, where I can watch a show, uh, all of a show in not that long amount of time. So I watched every single Community episode. God, you just lose track of time now um, because we're still in a pandemic, everybody. So wear your masks, practice social distancing, wash your hands. Um, but um, so so yeah, uh, I watched a lot of the episodes all at once, and and I think like like most of the times when I watch TV, it's just I feel like I feel like they're my friends, and considering you know I uh, most of my time is spent alone for the safety of myself and others, you know it's the TV characters have become my friends. Now I you know I talk to my friends, I see them on Zoom or on whatever FaceTime, and, and I have one friend who I see, you know, she'll come over, but we'll talk to each other through a door. Um, so, but, but as far as close contact with, uh, with friends, it's just, it's not something I'm comfortable doing. Um, so, so I think that's what made community extra special for me. Um, I, I, I definitely would have liked it if I didn't watch it during a pandemic. I probably wouldn't have watched it if there wasn't a pandemic. Cause you know, with the pandemic, it, it, it is, the pandemic has given me a lot of time where pre pandemic, I didn't have that much of it. Um, you know, so I'm fortunate enough to be working. Um, I work from home pre pandemic. It was, you know, I, I would work or I would be in grad school or an internship and then I'd be commuting and then I'd be lucky if I can, you know, have some time to sleep after all the homework. Um, now it's kind of the opposite, you know, it's just, it's, it's time to fill. Whereas before it was like trying to find time to rest. Now I'm getting thankfully plenty of rest. It's just, you know, trying to fill time and this podcast helps. Um, I can't watch too much TV all at once, even though I want to, because sitting still is just makes me tired. Um, but as far as, um, you know, uh, community goes, it, it, it very much was, you know, a hang with a bunch of, you know, very likable people, you know, people I, I, people I would love to consider my friends, even with all their, their quote unquote flaws. Um, so I will, uh, so let, let's, let's go down like one by one or let's try to do that. I can start with, with Jeff, who's the leader of the group. I remember the first episode, Jeff was like, oh, here we go. You know, stereotypical douchebag and only cares about himself and just wants to, you know, meet women and, and get laid. That was the whole purpose of the first study group was because he wanted to get with, with Britta, um, and then, you know, I predicted this and the show did it very well is that, you know, with each episode or each show, you saw layers of Jeff that, you know, that, that made him, um, very, very likable, you know, and it showed how, how he's evolved. Um, and then let's go to Britta who, um, Gillian Jacobs, I know from the show love and she's, she's very good in that. Um, so it was cool seeing her on community cause I, I wasn't even aware she was in this show. Um, and you know, and it's what, what's cool about all the characters. I think we can find something in common, uh, with, with each of the characters, you know, which, which I think made the show successful. Um, so the character of Britta, you know, being, you know, someone who's very much privileged but wants to be a fighter and goes for all these causes but they don't seem to pan out and she's just full of hypocrisies and pompousness and wanting to fix things but trying to fix things from from her point of view and maybe instead of instead of not the point of view of people who are oppressed so she 
Britta's it, which which I found hilarious. But at the same time, I felt bad for Britta that they used her name like that. Um, so uh, so the, the, the inconsistencies with Britta, the hypocrisies with Britta that we all have, um, plus the performance by, by Gillian Jacobs, again, yet another character that was just, you know, very, very much likable. Um, and then let's move on to Troy, played by the incomparable Donald Glover, who I didn't realize he was on the show either. I'm used to Donald Glover, you know, from... I really became familiar with him as Childish Gambino in the Awaken My Love album. The Awaken My Love album is an amazing album. And the Donald Glover Presents album is also an amazing album. But I was used to Donald Glover as, you know, the the beard. But, um... But but with Troy, you know, he was he started out as the the stereotypical jock, and and they 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 poked fun at the fact that that Troy, you know, he didn't know what he didn't know, and when he didn't know something, he was he just really didn't know. Um, and then at the same time, he he had uh, this quality about him how how caring he was and how sensitive he was, and 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 using sensitivity is not as something to be slighted, but as something to be admired. How open he was with his feelings and how much he cared for, especially cared for for Abed, which you know got a little borderline disturbing after a while, and I think the show. Um, um, made light of that as well. And then, you know, how ultimately, it, I would imagine it was Donald Glover just wanting to move on from the show, but then how how it was left with Troy, how, you know, he wanted to move on and, and find himself and, you know, and his skills, you know, the skills as a plumber and then that whole air conditioning repair um, uh, plot line shows, you know, the, the, even though Troy may not have known a lot of things, um, you know, he was very much open to learning. He had the capability to learn. It just maybe football just you know prevent may have prevented him from learning that. He was a you know, brilliant football player, but brilliant at air conditioning and plumbing, and so he was able to to take those skills and you know and 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 thrive with them. Um, and then again, I think I think what what was the most endearing about Troy was his caring of of others, especially Abed. And let's move on to Abed. You know, the first scene with Abed, I was like, "What is going on? Like, what are they trying to do with this character? And, and what is what is happening here?" But then, like Jeff, as you know, as each episode went by, you know, the the layers, you know, started to you know you you got the layers. Um, started to be peeled away from, from Abed where, um, you know, and you know, I have, I think I have a lot in common with Abed as far as just referencing TV shows and movies and, and how they can compare to life. And, and Abed was so analytical and the show was so self-aware and that's, you know, that was the beauty of it. And Abed was the, the, the device for that self-awareness. But then it also, it also got into, you know, semi-serious nature of Abed's psychotic breaks and, and how he doesn't handle change and how he, he can't read um emotions that well so it 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 kind of dove into that but it didn't it didn't make this a disadvantage necessarily for Abed it showed the strengths that he had with it but then he showed you know his struggle with it just how you know we can all struggle with with certain aspects of our our personality and, and it showed his passion for movie making but then it showed his his you know his struggles with his family and then you know and then his struggles trying to connect with people which would lead to breakdowns that he would have. Now, the show never took itself so seriously. I never got sucked into, oh my God, is this is a very special episode, like very similar to Schitt's Creek um, in that, you know, it, it, it tackled some serious moments, but it always did it 
not going too deep into it, but I think it, you know, it raised awareness of this kind of thing, but did it in such a way where it wasn't, you know, so heavy handed that, that it would bring you down. And I think with the Abbott episodes where he did have those psychological breaks, I think that exploration of it was done, was done well. Um, so let's move on to, um, Pierce who now I'm, I'm a huge fan of Chevy Chase and you know it's 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 a real shame just how just how much alike apparently you know uh that that Chevy Chase was like Pierce how he would just say these racist inappropriate things and i would imagine they probably wrote Pierce you know especially as the seasons went on you know very much like Chevy how presumably Chevy Chase is in real life which is which is a shame because i i grew up on Chevy Chase i grew up his Saturday Night Live stint, uh, and just the vacation movies. Oh, my God, the vacation movies, uh, Spies Like Us, Fletch, but, you know, Clark Griswold is just one of the one of my favorite characters in some of my favorite movies. Um, so that being said, uh, the way Pierce was written was another person who had layers. So you you found this, this older person who doesn't really, very privileged, inherited everything, wanting to find himself and and his in his way in life and saying these inappropriate things and you know and in the Pierce way evolving from that. He didn't fully evolve, you know, he still had his flaws up until the end where he, you know, the the character was killed off, probably because Chevy Chase wasn't being cooperative. Um and at the same time it showed, you know, the the goodness in him, how Pierce had his Pierce had his moments, so it would have been curious, you know. And and I I I, I, I he was one of my favorite characters in the show, uh, probably because of my you know, f- fondness for for Chevy Chase, you know. And at the same time, it sucks that it was reported how you know terrible he was on set, um, but uh, or and um, and I always looked forward to to seeing Chevy Chase on that just to see what he would do. And he still had his comedic chops, whether it was the physical comedy or just how he delivered his lines. Um, so I think I'm guessing Chevy Chase in real life was very much like Pierce, the Pierce, uh, very much a mixed bag. Um, and then let's move on to Shirley where I, I know, um, oh, I'm forgetting the actress's name. Um, but I know I, I originally knew her from Talking Dead because she's such a big Walking Dead fan and she's such, you know, just so into the Walking Dead and she would take notes when she appeared on the show and she knew knew so much about it. So that's that's where I um, that's where I knew her. Um, but talking about Shirley, Shirley and, you know, talk about, you know, peeling the, the layers of people and and like Britta, the the or like every character, the the hypocrisy and the ironies and, and the the. Uh, not so much hypocrisies as irony, the contradictions that that people have. So, in one instance, Shirley was you know trying to be the, the good Christian woman and morals and judging everybody for their morals, and then you would find out you know the things that she would do, and then you know there would be like the the Shirley like the the nice bright Shirley voice, and then her voice would get very low when she was scolding people, and it was just um, uh, just just a, a brilliant performance, and you know, and and a great character, and I love the I love the affect that she would have, especially with the you know the the um the positive voice uh, that she would have, and how she would like eat elongate the uh, her her syllables, so um so yeah so so same thing a very endearing character, um and you know character that that like uh, Pierce like uh, Troy. 
uh, left the show, uh, I think it was season five. So, you know, when Shirley being gone, it's like, oh, wow, okay. I, I guess, you know, she got other work. So, you know, it's, I guess it's a good problem to have. You know, I think if I had a show like Community, I would just stay on to the very, very end. Um, but, you know, if, if Greener, if, if there's another opportunity with more money, of course, they're going to they're gonna choose that. And um, and then we have Annie Edison, played by uh, Alison Brie. Now, I didn't know Alison Brie was in this show. And Alison Brie, I knew from Glow. I knew from Glow. Uh, and, and I thought Glow was, was a cool show. Uh, I, I didn't think it was fantastic. I didn't think it was bad. I thought it was solid. Um, Glow had, you know... Good message to it. It had the '80s nostalgia. Allison Brie was very good in that, and she was very good in this. Great performance by Allison Brie. And if you want to see like an incredible performance by Allison Brie, there's a movie on Netflix called uh, Horse Girl, which is very, very good. Very, very grim. Uh, it, it's a good, um, a good comment on uh, on mental illness, and and that's all I'm going to say. But she was she was fantastic in that. Um, and then her performance as Annie Edison, you know, uh, a, a person who had substance abuse problems. She was addicted to, to Adderall because she was such a perfectionist and so ambitious and so driven. And, and that drive and ambition, while it was an advantage, it was also her – it was also a disadvantage how she would just run herself ragged with these kind of things. At the same time, she was um, very much a helper which probably, you know, the perfectionism drove that. She wants to be a perfect person, and then she would help people so much that she would, you know, not help herself in the process. So it's the balance of, you know, you want to help others, but at the same time you want to help yourself. Um, her infatuation with Jeff, I I really like them as a couple. You know, it was Jeff and Britta and then Jeff and Annie. And Jeff and Britta, you know, got they, they dated on and off, as did Troy and Britta. Um, but then Jeff and Annie, while they kissed a couple of times, you know, they never, you know, I think they would have made a, a great couple, but... At, at least at first, and then maybe they just, you know, it just, in the last episode showed, they just wouldn't have given each other what they, what they wanted and, and what they needed. Um, and, and I think, you know, I was, I was hoping for them to get together at the last episode, but then that would be too predictable, but their send off to each other was, was, um, was very well done. And I think that's the, um, that's the main crew for the first four seasons. And then uh, Pierce was replaced by um, the guy from Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad. I'm forgetting. Uh, Jonathan Banks is the actor's name. Uh, and Hickey or I forgot the – but the criminologist. So he replaced Chevy Chase for a while. He was cool. You know, he played – he kind of played Mike from from Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Um, but it was, you know, very well done. And, and another character where the, the layers were removed and his relationship with Abed was was um, was very well done. Uh, you know, and if he was given more than one season, we would have learned more about him. But I'm assuming he got Better Call Saul around that time. And then he went off, of course, to do that. That just awesome show. Um and then we had um, uh, Keith David, you know, brilliant voiceover actor, and and I was um, I was first exposed to him uh, when he did Platoon. And yeah, I actually just looked at so Keith David because there's another actor named David Keith, and I would always get them confused, even though you know they look they look nothing alike. It's just the name is so similar. Um, so yeah, so he, uh, I mean, he's been in so many movies. And, you know, his, his just his voice, you know, his voice is, is so good. And it's such a, you know, such a, 
a great actor as well. And as um, uh, Elroy, which is the character from the Jetsons, um, he was, you know, one season character, you know, a very quick arc. But, you know, he was he was cool. You know, the IT guy, computer guy, virtual reality guy. And they brought him on the show. And, you know, any any added, um, you know, again, like like um, Jonathan Banks, the um, it was a quick uh, quick arc, but you know, I, I, I like the character um, as far as what they did with him about you know him living in an RV and him being alone, and then there was the, the wedding episode. I think where where um, where uh, um, Keith David really was shining with his singing or with, you know, the, the, the Elroy talking about, you know, uh, pleasing white people and, and, and how he did that. And, you know, but, and you saw the, you know, the, it was a humorous segment, but then you saw the seriousness within that humor as well. And, and I think it's just an example of what the show, um, did so well. Uh, so yeah, so he was, he was a good character. And then we have, um, uh, Frankie, who again, another one season character who I thought, you know, um, uh, Paget Dawson, I think her name, the actress's name was, let me, let me look that up quick. Uh, Paget Brewster, um, you know, uh, the, 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 the way the character was and she was kind of mysterious and the way that she delivered her lines was really good, like very matter-of-fact, um, just a very good performance. And again, uh, too quick to really find out that much about her except that she was mysterious and that it, she, and she was no-nonsense and that, um, you know, had the show continued, she would have been a, uh, a mainstay from it. But, but, but once again, a very enjoyable character for the limited time we, we had with her. And then I think... Think okay, so we have then we have Chang, um, who played by um, Chang played by uh, Ken Jong, who I first saw in The Hangover, and I believe he was before he was an actor, he was a um, you know he was a doctor, he was a medical doctor, and like what a what a what a change, you know, uh, and that just that character was just so out there and kind of represented the quirkiness of community just so, you know, started off as the Spanish teacher and then just just it's so many different directions, uh, you know, Changnesia and then was brought back into the group and kicked out of the group and living in the living in the 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 shed, the, the 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 air vents, you know, and with the monkey and it just so many things going on with that character. But, you know, he was a mainstay throughout all the seasons. You know, a re- very much a recurring character that who basically became a regular towards the end, and and um, and uh, Ken Jong, you know, such a really great comedic actor, you know, was able to keep the the character interesting and exciting as all the other um, performers did in that. And then I believe, last but certainly not least, was um, was the dean played by. Played by Jim Rash, uh, someone who I, I've never heard of um, before Community, and you know, again, like like the the Dean character, they kind of revealed little by little things about him. Um, I think until ultimately you found out the most about him, where it was the episode where he was told by the board to come out as gay, so you know, so they can so Greendale can have more attention to them, and then you know they handled the serious subject with with 
you know, with, with comedy, how the Dean was like, well, this is not who I am, you know, and I'm, and I'm so many things. And, and they kind of telegraph that all throughout the show, you know, between like his allusions to, you know, wanting Jeff and all the different outfits and all the different costumes and all his allusions to all the parties he's been, parties he's been to and uh, very over the top character, but very funny character, but then, you know, not so over the top that you couldn't relate to this character. Um, with, uh, you know, his anxieties and stress of the job and, and um, how, at the same time, he was very knowledgeable uh, about what to do and how to run a school, which in real life, I'm sure, is a really, really stressful job. Um, and then, again, his over-the-top performances as far as, like, this, he was a great screamer and all the screaming and yelling that he did and, and just his need to belong as well um, to, the, to the study group. And then, you know, the study group became the... Um, the community, and I think that was, you know, the whole point. Even though it was at a community college, you know, you form bonds with people, and and they become part of your community, even though you may not live around each other. Um, so I'm I'm looking at the cast right now. So Yvette Nicole Brown uh, was Shirley, um, and of course uh, Joel McHale was uh, was Jeff, and then. Um, did I get? Did I miss anybody else? And, and Danny Pudi was um, was was Abed, um, and uh, Frankie was yeah Paget Brewster. Yeah, I, I mentioned her before. Yeah, and then you know you had all the recur like the recurring characters like whether it was Garrett or Leonard or Vicky or um, you know the the police officer you know the, like all throughout the the show. Yeah, these recurring characters. John Goodman was the air conditioning guy, you know, for a couple episodes. So to see, um, you know, these certain cameos and these certain appearances were, uh, you know, it was it was fun. It was fun. Tell so, uh, Rob Caudry is as the Jeff's uh, lawyer nemesis, you know. So uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, overall, you know, really good show and, and a show that you know, the last episode I. I started crying. Um, <laughs> I think I cried a lot of uh, final episodes, you know, and it was very touching the way they did it, but it wasn't only the way they did it. It was the fact that, you know, the show's not going to be on again. You know, there were r- rumors of a movie and they promised the movie, but with the pandemic, I think Joel McHale said recently he doesn't think, doesn't know if a movie's going to happen anytime soon, if it ever does, if they can get even get Donald Glover back, because Donald Glover is doing a billion and one things um, all at once. So, you know, one can hope, one can hope they would bring him back and, I, and I'm sure they would, they would, uh, it would be a, a job well done. I think the episodes that's one episode that stood out most to me were some of the surreal ones, whether it was the Christmas special with Abed's psychotic break. Then you had the GI Joe episode where, 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 uh, Jeff, uh, overdosed where he accidentally overdosed and he was in a GI Joe episode. And I grew up on GI Joe and the fact that, you know, nobody was killed and then people were getting the GI Cobra was getting killed. And what they did with that was really, really clever. And I, and I sent that to my friend, Steve, and I told him, I said, you don't even have to watch one episode of community to, uh, to really like the episode. Um, because it was just a comment on watching those cartoons. Uh, I'm very much a product of the 80s. You know, I was born in 76. I grew up watching G.I. Joe. Um, so it was a really, really well done episode. And then you had like the geeky stuff, like the Dungeons and Dragons episode, or they would do the sci-fi movies. And just, you know, um, 
Abed and Troy and their geekiness uh, really, really brought that out. How you know it started into it really started to get going in 2009. Just how geek culture started taking over, uh, whereas before it was kind of like jock culture in a way, or you know, muscle bound hero culture in a way, and and you know, and I think community kind of had good bridges between like someone like Jeff, but then someone like Troy and Abed who, you know, and, and how everybody can, um, and how everybody can get along. So, um, yeah, overall, a, a great show. It was one of those shows where, you know, after a tough day, uh, you can, or I could just kind of let go and, and laugh and it was just laugh out loud stuff. And, you know, and the paintball episodes were so well done. You know, there were send-offs on action movies, but the action was really, really, really good. It was really good, especially the final paintball episode, just really good action. Then they had one about zombies on one of the Halloween episodes. That was really well done. But again, you know, I never felt, for lack of a better term, threatened by the show, like thinking, oh, like something really serious is going to happen. It's like, no, it's like something semi-serious happened, and then they kind of laughed about it. But, you know, I still think, left us with a message of, you know, um, a, a message of levity, even though the, the subject was serious. And in that message of lever- levity, you can kind of take the, the very serious subject in and hopefully, you know, do something about it. And, and I was also surprised to see John Oliver in that because I'm a big Last Week Tonight with John Oliver fan. And to, to see him, you know, playing a recurring character was, uh, was, was really, really, really a good surprise. So, you know... Really well done, really self-aware. It was self-aware about being self-aware at some point, so it was really meta. Um, but even though it was meta, you know, you could still be meta and still be very well done. So um, kudos to community, and uh, I hope to see hashtag end a movie sometime soon. So, um, yeah, so if you want to hear any more episodes sometime soon you can find this podcast you can search the different episodes or whenever you listen to podcasts from you can find me on twitter at mmam podcast for any updates you can find me on facebook at mmam podcast if you have any questions comments or concerns you can email me at mmam podcast at gmail.com so we still are in a pandemic, and after every episode that I've had, that I've, or most episodes that I've said since the pandemic started, we're this is New Year's Day. Oh my God, Happy New Year! I forgot, um, but Happy New Year! And um, uh, you know, with the new year, there's still the same threats. You know, uh, New Year can bring new hope, um, and I think in you know, and, and hope is on the way, you know, there's a lot of change going on. And one of those changes is, is a vaccine. So that that's hope. So, you know, you, but you want to really stay careful out there. And one way to stay careful is to, you know, keep yourself informed, but informed with information and not misinformation. So get your news from a credible source, New York Times, BBC, NPR, USA Today, Washington Post. Try to make it a newspaper or a podcast that gives you information that doesn't overwhelm you, that doesn't stick on the same subject, you know, all day long, that keeps you informed, lets you know how to stay safe, and hopefully you can um, you can do that. Don't, um, don't let a personality uh, dictate the right things to do because, you know, sometimes personalities 
don't have the right information, whether they're comedians, whether they're podcasters, whether they're comedians who are podcasters, whoever they are, whether they're influencers, you know, go go to the science, go to the consensus, go to the credible sources. That's your best chance of getting through this and getting through this in a healthy way. And don't take all those news, all the news in at once, you know, give yourself a break, whether it's once a day or twice a day, you know, fill those gaps in with doing something you enjoy. So, um, and stay safe out there. Wear a mask. Practice social distancing. Only go out if you need to. Um, you know, and keep your hands clean and, and don't touch your face. Okay? And uh, most of all, take care of each other out there. All right? And we'll get through this. We'll get through this soon. Okay? All right. Have a good one. Bye.